Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Do you have a child who has been labeled a troublemaker? Do you have a kid who struggles with bumping into things, walls, any hard object, a desk, a doorway, a table? You have a child that's like intentionally bumping into these things with their body and you're thinking, what is going on here? Do you have a child who struggles socially, who has friendships that are difficult because your child is constantly sitting too close to their friends and also just invades people's personal space on a regular basis? Okay, this is what we are talking about today as we continue our series. This is part three on troublemaking sense of your child's behavior. So this is, again, we're going to talk about the proprioceptive sense that goes along with understanding and making sense of your child's behavior. And this particular sense is a big one. It impacts everything. And so parents, if you understand this, it's going to help you understand yourself your kids. And if you or your kids don't really struggle with any of these things, it will help you so much to understand other kids. Because your child might have a friend who is going to come play, and that child might struggle in this proprioceptive sense area. So buckle up, because that is what we are going to talk about today. And if you have just found here, found me here, I can't talk today, um, just landed here. I am Kelly Shoup. I am a longtime pediatric occupational therapist, parent, coach, and consultant. I'm also a Catholic mindset coach. I am a mom of three teenagers and have a love of young preschool age kids. So my passion is for these young ages because so many changes are taking place in a young child's body, particularly the sensory system. So this for sure is the sensory system in these young ages is so critical to figure out what a child's sensory system looks like. Because if a child is struggling with their sensory system, it often looks like behavior problems, but it's not. And so I can't treat behavior and have success treating behavior if it's actually a sensory issue or problem. So my expertise is understanding that sensory what that looks like different from behavior and how to help 
kids, parents, families, teachers to get to a place where we can support the child in whatever environment they are in, in a really good way. And so a lot of times, the young ages, these kids have really glitchy systems. Again, their sensory system has a lot of hiccups and kinks, and they're growing so fast that they can have some problems in school or problems on the playground or problems when they go for a play date at a friend's house. But when we can figure out what that behavior is actually saying, and a lot of times, again, it's just a little kink in that sensory system, then we can support that child better. And then there isn't an issue when they go to school or when they go and play at a friend's house. And it's setting themselves up to know what they need to show up in the best way in every single environment. Okay. Proprioceptive. It is a hard to say word. It's a hard to understand word. And it is one of the senses. Again, there are five senses that most people know about, but there are also three more. And this is one of those three more that not many people know about. But this is the one that every single human needs to have a good... um, a good organized, a good amount of this input because it affects everything. So proprioception refers to the sense or the position of the muscles and joints of our body, enabling our brains to know where each of the body parts is and how they are moving. God designed our bodies to be this way And for proprioception to be the way that the nervous system keeps track of and controls the different parts of the body using feedback from the joints and muscles. Okay, so the sense is proprioceptive. Here's what I want you to remember. I'm going to explain a little bit more about it. Here are the words. Muscles and joints, pressure to muscles and joints, key things, pressure to muscle and joints, proprioceptive, this is what it means, pressure to muscles and joints to help this sense, okay? So the proprioceptive sense allows a person to know exactly where our body parts are, how we are positioned in space how to plan our next move based on where we are in space and where we are positioned in this moment in time with all the other things around us. Proprioception also tells us where the edges of our body are. Do we understand where my body ends and, oh, my friend who's right next at the lunch table, where he is? If we don't understand this, again, it can look like a child who's behaving really badly and squishing into their friends at the lunch table. No, this is a child who doesn't understand where the edges of their body are. But if we could give them some things to help them with that, then lunchtime goes a lot smoother. Okay? 
Another way that pro- the proprioceptive sense helps our body and our brains register where our body is, like how far away are we from the wall? How much pressure am I putting on using muscles and joints when I push my pencil into the paper? And do I recognize that, wow, I'm pressing so hard, I keep breaking the lead of my pencil. Well, that's not good. Why, why is that happening? Again, a child may have an inability to have a good gauge on that pressure. So this is what we want to learn a little bit more about. This is the thing that if you are an adult and absolutely every single adult is having input to their proprioceptive sense and they are also doing things or not doing things every day to help their proprioceptive sense. But this is the sense that if you are pulled over for a DUI, this is what the policeman is measuring when he asks you to get out of the car and walk the line and see if you can touch your nose. He is testing your ability to know and recognize your body awareness. And if you are not equipped to understand how to touch your nose and where your own body is, there's for sure no way you can use that body to operate a car. Again, just understanding how incredibly dangerous that would be. So that's a simple way for you to know, oh, okay, that's what's going on there is we are testing body awareness. Can I touch my nose and walk a line or has alcohol impaired this? So I could give you a million examples. Um, We're going to go back again and focus on kids, but I just want you to be aware that when you understand this proprioceptive sense It kind of opens eyes to lots of different things. Okay, proprioceptive input is also called kind of that magic pill that will help any person kind of organize and calm and be helpful to their nervous system. And proprioceptive sense is the only one that you cannot um, give too much. So last week we talked about over-responders and under-responders. And just right is in the middle. And that for each person, again, the way God designed us, we are usually an over-responder in a couple senses, or maybe an under-responder in one sense, or a combination of. Well, proprioceptive input is you cannot give too much of it. Almost always it is going to be helpful and organizing for a child or a person. And let me give you another adult example because again, we're remembering proprioceptive pressure to muscles and joints. The way to get that pressure to muscles and joints Heavy work. Here's your next thing to remember. Heavy work. Okay, so I was helping a dad who was really struggling. He was stressed at work, but all of a sudden, irritable with his kids every night. Okay, this was a man who went in 
to the gym every single morning. Guess what he did? He lifted weights, heavy work input straight into his muscles and joints that calmed and helped his nervous system. He lifted weights in the morning. He went to work all day, all good, no angry outburst. Why in the world was it happening at home all of a sudden with his kids? And this was a difference, okay? So I said, what if we did another quick workout of some sort, heavy work? Would this change how this dad showed up with his kids in the evening? Yes. Absolutely. In fact, this dad started, um, brought some weights home. And so he had a 15 minute weight workout he would do. And that was just enough heavy work pressure into muscles and joints to help calm and organize his nervous system. So he could show up like he used to just very agreeable and fun and the normal dad that he was. But stress and um, some things that were going on at work had changed that. And so he needed to change the proprioceptive input that went into his body to help him. Okay, so for kids, this is the same type of thing. I'm constantly helping parents figure out. And if you are have found on my um, Instagram and my link tree, there is a sensory profile quiz that is free for you to take. Take it for yourself, take it for your spouse, take it for your kids to figure out what sensitivities they have. But if they're sensitive in this proprioceptive sense, you need to know about it because it will come out um, in physical, you know, anger, things like that. But this also comes out in the under responder sensory seeker, which we discussed last week on the show. Somebody who is um, crashing into people a lot. They need that heavy input into their joints and muscles. And so their body is seeking it by crashing into people bumping into friends. This is the child who is a sensory seeker in their proprioceptive sense who throws themselves at a team member um, on the on the soccer field or the football field. And this gets the child in trouble for a behavior thing, but it's actually um, a sensory thing. So when we can help figure out, okay, is this a sensory thing or a behavior thing? Because the sensory thing, we can absolutely do things to help that child get the input they need to get calm and organized and a-okay. But if it's a behavior thing, then that's going to require a different skill set to work on. Okay, so let's talk about, okay, we just talked about the sensory seeker Let me give you some other examples of a child who is a sensory seeker and their behavior. They love jumping, climbing, wrestling, crashing into anything. Could be a person, could be a wall, could be the ground. These are the kids who seem to just be all over the place. And again, they're labeled troublemakers. And my heart goes out to them because. They're labeled bad kids, 
even at a young age, they will start to internalize that. And I've said this before, but God created humans to automatically do things to take care of our bodies. So a young child who is bumping into other people is automatically trying to get this need met in their body for their nervous system and their sensory system. So they're not intentionally being bad. It's just kind of happening. So when this child is called bad by teacher, by parent, by somebody else, they're like, what did I do? I don't know. I, they can't figure out what they did wrong. Or they will come home and say, what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? I wouldn't want to hurt my friend, Timmy. I don't know why I'm crashing into him. So it's also understanding there's an automatic reaction that's happening in these young kids that, um, that they don't really understand. So again, I don't want these kids to be labeled a troublemaker, a bad kid. And usually what's right behind that um, label of troublemaker for you parents is terrible parent. She's a terrible parent. She is not strict with this boy. She's not making him do what he needs to do. Look at him all over the place, crashing into people. Okay, this is a mom who's going, what's going on? I can't figure this out. What's going on with my child? This isn't a terrible parent at all. This is a parent who's going, I want to know, who is confused, who is baffled, who is just not equipped with knowledge that you're going to have today because I'm telling you. And so you're going to be like, ooh, I heard about this sensory system and could it be this? And then you can ask me and I'll help you. So what was the next one I was going to talk to you about? Okay. A child who is a sensory seeker in the proprioceptive sense. Um, could look like they grind their teeth, they crack their knuckles, they walk on their toes. This is a toe walker, could also be somebody who has a proprioceptive sensory seeking behavior. Also could be a child who walks with such a heavy foot down your hall. You're like, what in the world? This little boy stomps everywhere. Does he do it to drive his mom insane? No, he's doing it to try to get input into his body, into his system to feel okay, calm, normal, a-okay. Okay. All right. One other one that is, um, I'll tell you about is some kids who are sensory seekers in their proprioceptive sense, they might prefer really tight clothes. If you have some child who you're like, oh yeah, my kid's the weirdest one because they always want to have super tight fitting clothes. It's because they are seeking kind of constriction and again, pressure into those muscles and joints. Okay, I have a long list of other behaviors that you could recognize in your child. Chooses thick or heavy blankets uses too much force or too little force, again, on a pencil, on a juice box, um, when they are helping outside in the yard or helping with a younger sibling. They don't understand that they could be holding their little sibling's hand too tight. Okay, so this could be another example. 
difficulty with fine motor tasks sometimes is also um, these are the kids who like tight hugs and squishing things. They like to um, be really wrapped up tight in their blanket. That makes their nervous system feel better. Okay, these are all examples. And again, I have so many. So you can reach out later and I will give you more. I just had a comment about um, would this help a child with anxiety? Yes. So if you have a child with anxiety, any type of proprioceptive input is helpful. Again, heavy work, pressure to muscles and joints. Okay, now I'm going to give you just some simple things to do. And I have a list of things that we, let's talk about things that a child could do in school, sitting in their chair. So I'm all about giving parents solutions to help that are age appropriate, developmentally appropriate, and also environment appropriate. So heavy work that I like to do for a young child, a plank, a wheelbarrow, where your child is has their hands on the floor and mom or dad is lifting their legs and then they're walking on their hands down, you know, down the hall or whatever. That is great input. It's going all the way up the joints and muscles of their hands into their shoulders also giving pressure to trunk and core muscles and pelvis. So that is a big way to get a whole bunch of proprioceptive input right into a child's body as you're headed down the hall to get them in the bath or headed to bed. And again, it's going to help their nervous system feel okay. And A-okay is what we want because then they are not acting out um, and having to bump into sister, crash into a wall. I want to give you ways to have them get that input, but it doesn't look like crashing into things. It doesn't look like hurting a sibling. It doesn't look like, like just this out of control bad behavior. But this is often how it presents. When parents come to me, they're like this crashing, banging, wrestling. If you have often, I will get a mom who's like, I have all these boys. They're just so crazy. Okay. Boys can be crazy, but no, these are probably boys who are seeking proprioceptive input to help their nervous system be calm and a-okay. And I can give you exercises, things that it doesn't have to be as crazy. It can absolutely be heavy work. It can be pressure to their joints. It can look like um, pulling a laundry basket. I give parents lots of um, household tasks that absolutely do heavy work. So at home, your child is getting that input, um, lifting a vacuum cleaner, pushing a vacuum cleaner, um, pulling a wagon that has younger siblings in, lifting the trash can. Um, carrying a stack of books, carrying in groceries, doing a downward dog yoga pose, um, standing against a wall with your back against the wall and pressing, 
into it. A lot of times I will tell kids, let's pretend we're Superman and we are going to stand with our backs against the wall. We're going to put the back of our legs against the wall and we are going to push so hard because we are Superman and we do not want this wall to come crashing down. And because we're Superman, we can hold it up, but we have to push really hard. And so again, when I make it fun, when I make it play, kids learn quicker and it's more effective through play. So I want to turn anything into a game and have it be play and fun. And once your kids understand that doing Superman pushing against the wall or doing a downward dog or doing the wheelbarrow walk down the hallway at the end of the night, once they experience the way that hits their nervous system and it feels better, a lot of times they want to keep going. So I've had parents say, okay, we've done Superman against the wall and my son won't stop. Okay, that's because he it feels good to him. It's helping his nervous system. Now, obviously he can't do that 24 seven, but let's come to a way where, okay, let's give him three minutes of Superman against the wall And then we're going to go get ready for um, school. We're going to have breakfast. We're going to brush our teeth. And then let's come back around and hold up the wall for three more minutes before we get in the car and go to school. So again, I've been doing this for a really long time. I have lots of tools and ways I can help parents to make whatever your child needs. Again, each of our bodies is made up differently with a different sensory system. And so if your child is seeking something to make them feel better, and they automatically are, I want to support that. I want their nervous system to be calm and A-OK. I want their sensory system to be A-OK. I want their safety system within their body to be A-OK. Why do I care about that? Because of this, which we talked about, this pyramid of learning. Right here is our central nervous system. Right here is our sensory system. Where's proprioception? Right there. This is a big one. It's at the bottom of that pyramid. So if we do not have our nervous system and our sensory system in an A-OK, it's all all right, we can't learn anything else. We can't hear the teacher. I can't figure out how to tie my shoe if there's all these alarm bells going off in my nervous system and my sensory system that are saying, not safe, not good, something is wrong here. And that's exactly what it is. So I'll have parents come to me and say, oh my goodness, my child is getting the report from school. They are not listening at all. They can't listen and focus and do what they're told to do If there's something inside their sensory system that is registering in their brain, alarm, distress, not good, something is wrong here. So for the proprioceptive sense, what do they need? What feels wrong? Their joints and their muscles and what's going on with where their body is in space. So we're going to help them with it. Okay. Out on the playground, heavy work looks like hanging from the monkey bars. Could look like tug of war with a friend. I think I've said all these other ones. Just um, stacking books. I help parents, help teachers at school 
know what to do if a child needs this sensory input. Okay, there's going to be a box that a teacher is going to have in her classroom. And if we see that a child needs some proprioceptive input, teacher's going to ask the child, can you take that box down to the office? Now, it's, it's a box full of nothing, really, but the child doesn't know it. The other kids in the classroom do not know it. And this is providing just a minute or two for this child to get the input that they need in their nervous system to come back in and be completely focused, listen, pay attention, sit well at their desk. So it's strategies and tools that I help, again, parents to understand their kids. And then I translate it across every environment that child is in because I want the soccer coach to know, okay, this child needs a little bit more with their proprioceptive input because I don't want that child to seek it by banging into their teammate. And again, usually all the little kinks in a child's sensory system, they get worked out in these young ages, usually by age nine, a child's sensory system is pretty smooth and all the kinks are out. Some know they stay with them older, but even older kids I can help regulate and not perfect, right? Because each of us adults have a little different sensory system that needs a little something or not something to keep us in that A-OK regulated, calm place. But understanding that proprioceptive one is so important because again, these are the kids that if they are seeking it in a crashing, bumping, in your personal space, these kids so quickly get labeled the bad kid, the troublemaker. And when they start to get labeled like that, and we don't give them help that helps their nervous system, then they're like, well, I'm just the bad kid, so guess what? Then they start behaving badly. So... They could have a sensory need that comes out and looks like bad behavior, but it's not. It's an innocent, automatic movement by the body to seek what will help it. But if it continues, a child habituates or gets into the habit of, yeah, this is what I always do. I always smack into my sister, I push this against the wall, or I tackle my two brothers every time. I'm always getting in trouble. I'm always the bad kid. So when they learn they're just the bad kid no matter what, guess what? Then they start behaving more and more like that bad kid. Not what I want. Because that wasn't what was meant to be. That wasn't what their body needs. Okay. So, so, so important. Proprioceptive sense. Come find me. Instagram, Kelly K. Shoup, if you have any questions. I work in this space all the time. And parents, these things can be fixed so quickly. You do not have to struggle alone and wonder, okay, what sense? What do I do about it? No, I already know. I've done the work for you. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to do this alone. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. 
In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 